Hello, this is Louis Bourdon. You're listening to TV Confidential. Something happens to you when you leave this town. Ed Robertson, welcoming you back to TV Confidential, radio talk show about television that will play part two of our conversation with Will Beinbring. Will Beinbring, the actor who plays Tom Rogan in the box office hit It Chapter 2. As we record this program, It Chapter 2 has grossed more than $153 million domestically and nearly $170 million internationally through its first two Weekends, it remains the number one movie both worldwide and in the U.S. When Will was on our program last week, he was talking to us on location from South Carolina as we pick up the conversation. No matter how long you have been working as an actor, and Will has been working professionally as an actor for more than 20 years, what keeps you good and what keeps you fresh is recognizing that there's a newness to every project, every role, every character you take. No, absolutely. It's not only a newness, but it's like, I realize at times it's different, but I realize that all projects feel like they're just extremely unreasonable in some aspects of it, like where you're shooting or like today, you know, I think they were shooting outside and now it's like pouring rain. So I don't know (laughs) what they're doing or how they're adjusting to that. Or I was uh, just in Mexico doing a movie called The Exorcism of God which is kind of uh, a take or inspired by The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. And shooting in really challenging locations and shooting with limited budgets and these types of things, or shooting with big budgets where you have maybe all the money in the world, but the challenges are so technical that um, it, it always feels like kind of this quest for hitting something that's It sounds like you take very much a pragmatic approach to whatever you do, which, again, just based on my experience talking to actors, that, that's the best attitude to have. And uh, knowing a little about you, and you kind of touched on this a few minutes ago, you're very fortunate as a working actor and that you have been able and you continue to split your time between indie films, where the budget is not always as large as it could be, to big budget you know, studio movies, to episodic television, both for network and cable. And they each have their own challenges. They each have their own schedule. But 
given that you've been exposed and immersed in all of those eras, that just helps you as a performer. Yeah, yeah, and, and the more I do it, the more I'm also learning that, for me, the more the more and more prepared I am, the more things that uh, happen on set become less, I don't want to say less, less triggering or less reactive, mm-hmm. um, because it's, it is, it's like, there's kind of two different times going on. You're trying to be in the moment and be in that time, and everyone else is working on a different time where they're thinking about the schedule and about hitting overtime and about the 12-hour day and, and not wanting to go into time and a half or how long has the crew been here. And, you know, so they're all in that, like, time. Then there's also the actors who ideally, they might recognize that time, but they have to then kind of let it go and go back to being in the space that the scene or the experience that they're in requires Mm -hmm. because they're like two different times. And that's part of what makes it also just challenging and, and, uh, and in a way unreasonable because you'll be on set and you'll be thinking about, you'll be trying to connect to a very deep personal moment and um, there'll be 10 people poking and prodding at you to take batteries out of your mic or to, you know, fix your collar on your shirt or to comb your hair a certain way. <laughs> and it's all happening while you're trying to connect to something. And normally in life, if you were trying to connect to something, you would tell all those people, leave me alone. <laughs> Get the hell away. Right. Don't put your fingers through my hair. Don't. What are you doing? Stop. You know, it's like this very mercurial process where you have to, I feel like, just stay within the zone of what you're doing and yeah. these other people are doing their jobs around you. It mm-hmm. almost feels like, like it's almost like a shark with all, with, with remoras taking care of aspects of whatever they need to do, but also it ends up helping you while you're swimming forward. Yeah. Looking for, you know, something to eat as an example. Yeah. Well, or going back to how we started our conversation, it's blocking out all the extraneous stuff and focusing on what you need to do, the path you need to take. I'm not a surfer, but when you're out on the ocean, you know, the route you need to take in order to ride the wave and get the momentum you need to do what you need to do as a performer in that moment in that scene. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I think even, I would say for me, it's becoming less about blocking things out. Mm-hmm. And more about putting all my attention on what I need to do. Yeah. And then by putting all of my attention on that, it ends up, as a result, blocking things out. But the way my mind works, mm-hmm. if I try and block things out, I will get caught up in those things mm-hmm. and, not, and not my job. So I need to, like, be focused on what I need to put my attention on mm-hmm. as much as possible. And then those things have a tendency to recede into the background. Will Beinbrink is on the line with us. Will stars as Tom Rogan, opposite Jessica Chastain and James McAvoy in the box office smash It Chapter 2. It Chapter 2, the number one movie in the U.S. and around the world as we record this program. It Chapter 2 is playing in theaters everywhere. You can follow Will on Instagram and on Twitter at Will. Beinbrink. Now, you recently worked with Campbell Scott in a movie called Manhattan Nocturne. 
And for those who may not have made the connection or don't know the connection, Campbell Scott is the son of George C. Scott. Now, George C. Scott, I understand, was a very, very powerful actor, a force to be reckoned with in every sense of the word. How does Campbell compare to his father in that respect? What's he like to work with? Well, I, I'm, I need to become more familiar with some of these from some of the films from the 60s and 70s. I know I like Patton, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, a few others. I know he has quite a reputation as being a, a force of nature. Campbell... I would say is also a force of nature, but in a much more uh, subtle way. Mm -hmm. His father is maybe like, I don't know, like uh, wind. Campbell might be more like water. Uh-huh. I think he brings an ease and a smoothness, like an elegance and confidence mm -hmm. that is very compelling and very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's something that's easy to uh, connect with. Mm -hmm. It's easy to be in communion with. Versus, I think, like someone like his dad, I think, kind of just takes over everything, possibly. I don't know. I've well, never met him, you know, his dad, so I don't know. But. Well, just listening to you talk about Campbell, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, from what I know about Campbell, Campbell Scott's also a, an accomplished director and producer. There's no way you would know this, Will, but I'll tell you right now. Campbell directed one of my favorite movies of the last 20 years, Big Night. And when you describe Campbell as sort of like water, because water is fluid, which means that, at, at least in terms of working actor to actor, it sounds like he's very open and very collaborative in the best possible sense of the word. And just knowing that he's also a director, it seems to me that makes him more susceptible and more open to working with his fellow actors, no matter what he does. Yeah, I think that's a great... Didn't he direct Roger Dodger, too, right? I think he did, yeah. But the one that stays with me at Big Night, I just, I just love that movie. <laughs> yeah, I love that film. I didn't realize he directed it. Yeah, but I love that film. Yeah. Stanley Tucci is beautiful in that film. Yeah, that's a great film. It's a great soundtrack, too, yeah. Yeah. And he's also a musician. He's in a band. Or he was in a band with the director of mm -hmm. Sad Doctor. And, and I don't know. I think they're working on a, a project right now that has music in it as well. I think that's also an aspect of it, too. I think when someone has a lot of experience in music, I think that also lends itself to um, collaboration in, in a very direct way that yeah. uh, can then be easily transferred over to being an actor or being a director. Because when you're a musician, I feel like, you know, you have these, I think of it as jam sessions, or mm -hmm. you get together with people and you play music and you have fun, and I feel like that sense of freedom and play is something that is uh, so tangible for acting, and I feel like it's easier in music, I think, maybe I'm wrong, but it's kind of like improv or something, but when you have, like, scripted material to bring that sense of jamming with others and pl and playing with others while you have the limitations of, of scripted lines is something that I think music really can be advantageous to an artist. Yeah, I'm not a musician, but I've talked to a number of musicians, so what I know is based on sort of osmosis or just on my conversations with other musicians, but I think it depends on the form of music, like jazz is very improvisational, but it's improvisational within a certain structure, if that makes sense, you know. So, uh, 
yeah. you know. So I think that aligns very much with what we've been talking about, you know, especially with the parallels between acting and music and and acting in the waves or, or having a water-like approach to acting or whatever artistic venue you're pursuing. Yeah, no. Did you look me up when I'm a surf? Can I surf? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've never been a surfer. I did try water skiing once. And the one time I got up, Will, was when I didn't think about it. I let the water and I let the boat bring me up instead of trying to do it myself. Yeah, that's similar to what they say when you're, when you're an actor. Like, if you're playing an action and you know what that action is, mm-hmm. ideally, instead of thinking about it, it's something that you feel and it picks you up and moves you into the scene. Will Beinbrink is on the line with us. Will stars as Tom Rogan opposite Jessica Chastain and James McAvoy in the box office smash It Chapter 2. It Chapter 2, the number one movie in the U.S. and around the world as we record this program. It Chapter 2 is playing in theaters everywhere. One more question about Manhattan Nocturne. Now, I understand you're an associate producer on this picture. Is that something you want to do more of to produce, develop material for your own, for yourself, of your own projects? Yeah, I would love to. Um, I think that's become such a, a common thing now in the last 20, 30 years. I feel like that a lot of actors have stepped into it because they realize that there are stories that they want to tell, pieces that they're interested in. And I was fortunate enough to be friends with the director, Brian, and um, I was trying to help raise money for the film initially. So due to my efforts, he was kind enough to give me that credit. But I think what it also informed me on was the importance of wanting to tell stories that you're interested because I mean it's like that's what directors do mm-hmm. they most of them they want to tell the stories that they're interested in mm-hmm. so it makes complete logical sense that the actors would want to do that too unless you're just really lucky and you happen to keep getting opportunities to do jobs of roles that you just happen to be very interested in otherwise it's like how can you as, as someone who's kind of added on later in the game, right? The, mm-hmm. the script is done. How can you then keep finding projects that interest you? It seems very lucky to be able to do that. So to have the foresight to be like, no, you know what? I want to find jobs. I want to find roles that I want to do, um, I think is what led actors, including, uh, I guess, myself, to put um, more interest in wanting to find stories and roles that they have uh, a similarity to or resonance with or, you know, care about. So, you know, you keep seeing more and more actors creating their own production companies to create their own films, which I think is really smart and kind of like being an adult, I would say, and taking responsibility for your life. And taking advantage of the many platforms we have to possibly find homes for these projects. There are a lot more platforms there are a lot more places to take these things to than there were once upon a time. So it's smart, it's pragmatic to go back to where we used a little while yeah. ago. Yeah, I guess I guess there's a sense of practicality that I have. I think it comes from probably both my parents. You know, I think there's a sense of being pragmatic, keeps your feet in a way on the ground, and keeps you moving forward in a, in a way that, that you can see steps you're taking and you can have a, a measurable progress mm-hmm. versus it just feeling like it's all ethereal and it's all uh, 
up in the air, and uh, if, it, if it hits, it hits, if it doesn't, it doesn't. I think there's a sense of methodicalness that um, at times can be, uh, you know, I feel like the word methodical is kind of boring, but um, I think it derives from method. Yeah. Right? So I think having a method that then creates freedom, I think is really important. I just watched a movie on the plane, Free Solo. I don't know if you saw it, but it's a documentary about a climber climbing El Capitan uh, and doing it without a harness. Mm -hmm. It's kind of interesting because I'm fascinated by climbing and I, I want to do more of it because it feels similar to surfing, but one of the differences, the material with which you're working with is not as fluid. It's instead of water, it's a rock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, rock. It's a stone, and they obviously things can happen if it's raining or weather or wind or maybe a piece of a rock breaks, but there's a sense of permanence to, more to the rocks than, than to the waves. So you can really find in this movie, you see him working through his fears and working through, working through the unknowns for him mm -hmm. in a very kind of practical, methodical way that you can see by the end leads him to freedom in order to do the job or the task that he's doing, which is climbing El Capitan. So I kind of found it really fascinating and very relevant for an actor, or I think a lot of artists, even if you're a painter or, or a drummer, the sense of, you know, like, what's the movie with um, Miles Teller plays the drummer, and it's, uh, oh gosh, um, yeah, so anyway, in that movie, there's like, like a different sense of being pushed uh, by this hostile, abusive art teacher mm -hmm. who's pushing him through his personal triggers to transcend art. Uh, what I love about this movie is this human being, Alex, um, is doing it on his own, mm -hmm. but not through being abusive to himself, but through kind of just being methodical and getting the steps of the climb and the most dangerous parts in his body, through doing it, through doing it slower, through through thinking about it in his imagination, and it's something that I'm I'm doing more and more as an actor now, is using the imagination, kind of like a rock climber, mm -hmm. looking, feeling the steps and experiencing the steps in my in my head and in my mind, so that when I'm in the space, a co-actor, co-star of mine just said and an exorcism of God in the ring, which I think is awesome. Yeah. In the ring, there's already a strong body sensation in me when we start filming. We're talking to Will Beinbrink. Will plays Tom Rogan in the box office mash It Chapter 2. We'll take a quick time out, then we'll talk some more with Will when we come back on TV Confidential. Attention sports fans. Now you can watch every football game you want all season long without leaving your home with Dish for about 50 bucks a month. Compared to your cable bill, you can save almost $600 a year. Call right now and sign up for Dish and watch every football game you want. With Dish, there are no boxes to pay, plus get free installation as soon as tomorrow if you call now. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch your favorite sports and channels on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Be one of the first 100 orders right now and get a free voice remote. Don't miss a single football game all year long and save a ton of money. Get a free voice remote and free installation as soon as tomorrow. But you gotta call All American Dish right now. 
That's 800-296-1251. Become an advertiser or underwriter of TV Confidential and let our brand help promote your brand. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com slash advertise. Hi, this is Rhonda Shear, and you're staying up all night or day with TV Confidential. Buying or selling a home can be one of the most stressful things we'll ever do in life, but it doesn't have to be. And no one knows better than our friends at Front Porch Realty Group. Their community of realtors serving the Northern Bay Area of California that cares about their clients as individuals first and foremost. Whether you're a first-time buyer or looking to lease or sell your property in the Bay Area, Front Porch Realty Group will help you through this important transition by providing you with the right information for your situation while lessening the pain. They also work with a network of realtors throughout California who provide the same high caliber of customer service. Call Front Porch Realty Group at 415-886-7411 for a realtor referral near you. You can also visit their website, frontporchrealtygroup.com, for more information on the services they provide, including upcoming workshops and seminars. For more information, call 415 415- 886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com Front Porch Realty Group They'll find the solution that works best for you. Uber is the mobile app that connects you with a driver for immediate transportation. Request a ride at the tap of a button and you have a driver curbside in minutes. You can choose to be driven in a black car, SUV or you can choose UberX the low cost Uber for a ride in a hybrid or mid-range car. Payment is seamless and cashless. Build to your card on file with no need to tip. Enter the promo code TV Confidential after you download the app to receive a free first ride up to $20. For more information, go to get.uber.com forward slash go forward slash TV Confidential. Hi, this is Ed Asner, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Roberts and Lothar guest Will Beinbrink. Will plays Tom Rogan in It Chapter 2. It Chapter 2 is now playing in theaters everywhere. Will will soon be seen in the independent film The Exorcism of God, while his recent credits include the Hank Williams biopic I Saw the Light, plus he'll soon be seen, along with Campbell Scott, in the film noir-like crime drama, Manhattan Nocturne. You can follow Will Beinbrink on Instagram and on Twitter at Will Beinbrink. You did a movie a couple years ago called Carter in June. I haven't seen the movie. I have seen some of the trailers, and I know that just from the thumbnail description of your character, it sounds like you, your particular character in that movie had a great story arc. What in general do you look for when you consider a part, not just for Carter and June, but in general, what do you look for in a part? I look for, I get one, I look for roles that I think uh, scare me. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Um, and also I look for roles I feel like that allow me to play, that allow me to bring like danger and fun and mischievousness to the roles. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of roles that uh, excite me. I, I hate, saying this, but I've had a couple friends say this to me, that they feel like that there's similarities to, 
say Jack Nicholson in the way that um, the things that the roles that I like or the things that light me up or the way that I kind of at times am. And I feel like uh, that's a, one that's a huge compliment because I think of him as such a incredible iconic actor mm-hmm. uh, who bring who who brings so much freedom and entertainment value to what he does. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like it's the roles that are a little bit out there or, or scary or fun or wild that I kind of really resonate with that I find are the ones that I enjoy doing. I also often deal with like some type of physical transformation or vocal change. And so in Carter and June, like I dyed my hair, we dyed up my hair as the stylist said, chicken yellow. <laughs> What's on your hair? Chicken yellow. <laughs> One of the questions I was going to ask you, is there anything you won't do for a part? But it sounds like if one of the things you look for is things that scare you in a good way or take you out of the zone or put you in a different kind of ring, so to speak. I know I'm mixing metaphors, but it it sounds like within reason you would be open to pretty much anything for the part. Yeah, as long as it's like, you know, the the scene that popped into my head is the scene of um, the Eastern Promises, I think is the movie. Where uh, Viggo Mortensen yes. does that whole crazy fight scene in that spa, uh-huh. and uh, he's and he's naked. I mean, that to me just uh, seems like uh, totally awesome and totally uh, terrifying at the same time. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it feels like something that uh, that's not a typical scene that that I'm excited to do mm-hmm. because I'm just not really excited to do a fight scene naked in, in a smaller, <laughs> you know, or, but, but things like that, like that scene, but as a metaphor, something yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's like, I have no idea how this is going to come out, and uh, this is so freaking exciting yeah. and terrifying at the same time, and I'm um, getting to deal with some altered state, I'm getting to be, uh, uh, you know, out of my mind, I'm getting to be a little crazy, I'm getting to... Uh, do these types of things that put me in a kind of get me out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and put me in, in places that uh, I can look back on and appreciate going to. Will Beinbrink is on the line with us. Will stars as Tom Rogan opposite Jessica Chastain and James McAvoy in the box office smash It Chapter 2. It Chapter 2, the number one movie in the U.S., and around the world as we record this program. It Chapter 2 is playing in theaters everywhere. We've talked about It Chapter 2. You've mentioned Exorcism of God. Uh, We've talked about your filming uh, an episode of Underground Railroad as we speak. Is there anything else you got in the works, Will, that you're at liberty to tell our listeners? Uh, no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not not right now. Um, I'm looking forward to um, working, uh, hopefully, with Andy and Barbara again. I absolutely think the world of them, um, they're such incredible human beings, and I really appreciate good people, because this business is so demanding, and when you have people you feel like they're in your corner, Uh it makes a world of difference. And I the same with the director who I worked with just a few months ago, Alejandro Hildago. Uh-huh. He did a movie a few years ago called La Casa de los Fines del Tiempos, mm-hmm. House at the End of Time, which you can watch on Amazon. It's a Venezuelan film, which is an incredible film. 
I love working with these directors that are just really not there to just get a paycheck, but are there because they love what they're doing and they love their art. And I feel like Andy and Barbara are like that, and so is Alejandro. You know, and clearly Barry Jenkins is like that as well, someone who is so entrenched in, in their stories and, and committed to telling them the way that he wants to tell them. I feel really lucky, and I feel really fortunate to be in, um, in the hands of those types of people right now. It's a difference that I notice at times, and, and same with Brian DiCubellis, too. He, you know, he's such a caring, deep, very insightful director and, hum- and person. And I just feel really lucky to be working with those people versus I don't I don't I don't have names off the top of my head, but other others who uh, you know it just feels like okay that was great move on that was good not that was good move on and they're not uh, they're not seeking I don't want to say perfection but they're not they're the seeking isn't that strong and I feel like all these people that I've spoken about have have such a strong sense of of seeking which I feel like also gives their eyes even more awareness of details and awareness of subtlety that would require the more, you know, the more one looks at something and really looks at it, the more one sees versus if someone just glances at something, the level of perception is vastly different. I look at the tree and I see 90% of it, but that person who really looks at it sees 98% of it. And that other 8%, is often I feel like what really separates work that become that that can transcend time and become what I would say is a, a great art. Yeah, well, and again, that goes back to your athletic background because as someone who watches a lot of professional sports, I mean, yes, when you get down to it, you are playing the game or you're riding the surf, but the athletes who excel on the professional level, they bring a method to use a word you use. They're methodical in their approach, even in the simplicity of performing the play or riding that crest to get through that particular part of the wave. Right, yeah, yeah. And then within that, they find their freedom, you yeah. know. So then, ideally, the, the method takes them, and because they have that method, say, they release concern, and then they're able to surrender to the experience that they're in and really play or have fun or ride on that edge. It's getting into those higher flow states that having a good method, I think, can help make you closer and closer to being able to repeat that, if that makes sense, to be able to get closer to those transcendent places. Well, Brian Bring plays Tom Rogan in It Chapter 2. It Chapter 2, the number one movie in America and across the world. You can follow Will on Instagram and on Twitter at Will Brain. Will, thank you so much for joining us. Continue success. Visit us again one of these days on TV Confidential, please. I love it. Awesome. It was nice to meet you, Ed. Enjoy your week, and we'll see you on the next film. Maybe we'll do another one. We have a few minutes, enough time to tell you that you can reserve a front row seat to five decades of the biggest stars in country music, all performing their greatest hits as part of a singular 10-DVD set that will be available at retail for the very first time on Tuesday, August 6th. That will be CMA Awards Live Greatest Moments 1968-2015, CMA Awards Live Greatest Moments 1968 2015, available wherever music 
and DVDs are sold through our friends at Time Life. CMA Awards Live Greatest Moments 1968-2015 is a handsomely packaged 10 DVD collector's set filled with more than 120 unforgettable performances from five decades of the nationally televised Country Music Association Awards, including performances from many of the top legends who helped shape country music, including Glenn Campbell, Johnny Cash, Barbara Mandrell, Buck Owens, Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton, Charlie Pride, Reba McIntyre, Alabama, Brooks and Dunn, Tanya Tucker, and Carrie Underwood. CMA Awards Live Greatest Moments 1968-2015 also includes newly produced interviews with such music legends as Charlie Pride, Kenny Rogers, Naomi Judd, and Ronnie Millsap, plus a 44-page memory book, a year-by-year guide to 50 years of CMA Award winners, and a whole lot more. Retail price for CMA Awards Live, Greatest Moments 1968-2015 is $99.99. That's $99.99 for CMA Awards Live, Greatest Moments 1968-2015. Available now at retail wherever music and DVDs are sold. Also available now at retail from Time Life is Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert, an 11-DVD configuration of legendary live concerts from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremonies from 2010 to 2017, plus the 25th anniversary Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concerts from 2009, which the Philadelphia Inquirer called the All-Star Jam of a fan's dreams. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert becomes available at retail for the very first time on Tuesday, September 10th, and is a set comprised of three separate collections. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert 2014-2017, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert encore 2010-2013, and the big mother of rock concerts, the 25th anniversary Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concerts from 2009. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert includes 164 iconic performances, collaborations, and induction speeches from such rock giants as Alice Cooper, Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, Cheap Trick, Chicago, ELO, Crosby, Stills and Nash, Sting, Hart, YouTube, Jeff Beck, Mick Jagger, Paul Simon, Ringo Starr, and many, many others. Retail price for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert is $99.99, $99.99, plus it includes collectible booklets and the 26-page collector's edition of Rolling Stone that features behind-the-scenes stories of the 25th anniversary Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concerts. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert, 164 iconic performances on 11 DVDs, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert, available now at retail from our friends at Time Life. We'll take a quick timeout, then Greg Airbar will join us for a DVD report when we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Michelle Nichols. Adrienne Barbeau. Leonard Maltham. Joyce Bulletin. Peter Onorati. Judy Norton. Robert Wagner. Robert Hook. Lee Purcell. Julie Bass. Rhonda Shear. Michelle Lee. Jacqueline Smith. Lou Antonio. Shirley Jones. And many, many more of your favorite celebrities and people behind the scenes in the world of television. That's TV Confidential. Every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. Become a TV Confidential confidant and receive unlimited access to the last five years of TV Confidential, plus 
other members-only content. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com and click Become a Confidant. Enter the coupon code CONFIDENTIAL when you sign up, and you'll receive $5 off your first month's membership. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com and click Become a Confidant. You can listen to this show all over again as a podcast on iTunes, Spreaker, TuneIn, Apple Podcast, and wherever podcasts are found. Best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the TV Confidential podcast, go to the homepage at televisionconfidential.com and click subscribe now. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetic Health Hotline today. 800-712-8002. That's 800-712-8002. Paid for by U.S. Med. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-296-1251. 800-296-1251. That's 800-296-1251. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Alexa users, you can now listen to TV Confidential on your smart speaker by just saying, Alexa, play TV Confidential. Enabling our Alexa skill is easy. To find out how, go to televisionconfidential.com slash Alexa. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.